following guidelines. Amen. Because we want to be obedient to what is being said. But what we have to understand is the Lord was let me know the name of the Lord is our strong tower. And the Bible says the righteous run into it and they are safe. So even though we have a strong tower, if you're not running into that strong tower, then you're not safe. You got to know that you have a strong tower. And the name of the Lord is your strong tower. And, and what's happening, as y'all notice, around the world, they're doing what they know to do to protect all of us. And we give God glory for that and we honor that. But what's happening around the world is people are, have been out of places for such a long time that their mindset is on what man has been saying. And if we don't hear what God is saying, even when they give you permission like they have given us permission to come back and worship, your mind will still be on what if. And if your mind stay on what if, You're waiting on that what if to come upon you because your mind controls your body. I believe over half of this congregation, a majority of this congregation, you work. You work. It may be at home or it may be going on a job. You go on that job regardless of what you hear is happening on that job. Some things they don't tell you that's happening on that job. And what you don't know do not affect you. Amen. If you don't know it, it don't affect you. You're not bothered by it. You keep doing what you got to do. But when you go to work and they say, this is what I want you to do. Put on your mask. Do your hands. You do that on a daily basis. You go to work and you get paid. When they say, come back in the house of the Lord. Oh my God, she going to open up the church? What's wrong with pastor? What's wrong with us? We go everywhere else, masked up. We go in and out the grocery store. Let me tell you this, they may have six feet apart, but let me remind you of this. Your atmosphere. You still in an atmosphere going in and out. Come on, y'all, we got to get our minds right. And our minds have to be focused on him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We are spiritual beings. We go by the laws of the land. But we cannot be stuck in our homes even when they're giving you permission to come out and we refuse to come out because we're in fear but we come out for man to work we come out for man to go to the grocery store we come out for man to do what the world is doing but when it comes to the kingdom of God we shut ourselves off and we refuse to live according to come on y'all We go in the mall. Come on, I don't know about you. I need my hair done. And now I have permission to get it done. If if my beautician have guidelines because of CDC, I'm going to obey the guidelines. But I'm going to get my hair done. Some of you done got your nails, your toes, and everything else done. Some of you have been out eating in restaurants, sitting six feet apart. But when it comes to the house of God, 
too long. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous. I want to ask you something. Are you righteous? Are you righteous? Are you in right standing with him? Let's stop right there. Not because of you, but because of him. It's because of what he has done to put you in right standing. It's not because of anything you do or you will ever do that you in right standing with him. It is because of Jesus that we in right standing with our father. So if we know who we are now that we are in him, then we don't have nothing to worry about because he's in us. But if you have not gotten there yet, yes, wear your mask. Do what you got to do. Don't try to be something you're not. Don't walk in fear without a mask, knowing that you're fearful. Do what you have to do. God ain't going to be upset with you. He's still going to love you, but don't put nobody else down because they're trusting in the name of the Lord, which is a strong tower. Don't look at them like they're crazy. Some of y'all today, when, when they tell you, did you go to church? Yeah, you crazy. And what you tell them, say, well, did you stay at home? Say, yeah, you crazy too. So we'll be crazy together. My crazy is a different crazy. My crazy is I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm crazy for the one who gave me permission. And this is what the Lord had shared with me because I was praying and I was saying, Lord, I don't have a problem going back into the house of the Lord. Because as y'all know, we have been coming in and out of here, me and several other people, to do live. We've been doing it since this stuff been going on. We've been trusting God and I thank God for the ones that have been sticking with me and my husband to bring the word live because we had to come out. We had to do what we had to do, trusting God, right? So I said, God, they're saying that we can come back in the church, but I want to hear what you're saying because I want to go on you. I don't go on man. I want to go on you, so I'm going to wait on you because when I saw what the judge did, I'm like, okay, they're opening back up the churches. I hear what they're saying. Thank you, Jesus. But then I asked the Lord, and this is what the Lord gave me. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 5. And I believe it's hot in here. Is it just me? It's hot. It's hot. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're all in agreement with that, right? Acts chapter 5, and this is what the Lord gave me. This is when Peter and them were arrested because of what they believe, right? They put him in prison because what of what they believe. Um, this is when that man, he was healed, and it went on further into chapter 5. But then in verse 17, it said, Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. Now they were doing the will of the Lord and they were put in prison. Just like doing this pandemic, y'all, it's like the houses of God is being put in prison, being put in lockdown, right? But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand and speak in the temple to all the people, all the words of this life. 
And when they heard that, they entered to the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. Why am I giving you that? Because that's, that was my confirmation from God. He didn't only give me that, but he gave me two more. He said, go back into the temple and begin to speak the words of life. Amen. So we're back in the temple, and I'm not back in the temple disobeying the law of the land. I'm back in the temple because they said we can come back in the temple. So this is why we're back in here. We're going to speak the words of life. Amen. And we know that when life comes from the word, there is no death. I want y'all to hear this. When life comes from the word, there is no death. So whatever you're fearing, the Bible said the thing that Job feared, that's what come upon Job. Job said the thing I greatly feared is what has come upon me. And this is why, y'all, you hear in every day, COVID-19, they're making a giant out of COVID-19. If we never heard about COVID-19, we would be in and out of places. We would have been having runny noses. Thank God we don't. But we have all of these things and all of these symptoms and wouldn't pay it no mind. Some of y'all would take NyQuil just to get you a good night's sleep. You would take your car syrup. You would take your Benadryl. You take whatever you have to take. But I got something that's more powerful than all of those things if you take it on a daily basis. So, Father, I thank you that as I open my mouth to teach your people on today, God, you have already filled it. And I thank you, Father God, that we have come before you today. We have come in your presence, God, to receive the words of life on today. God, I bind every attack and every assignment the enemy would send out against us today. God, to bring confusion, God, in the name of Jesus, because you're not about confusion, God. You're about peace. So I say, peace be still on today in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go back to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. We're going to do a recap, because I think some of us need some more medicine. How about that? We need some more medicine when it comes to the word of God. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 20. Ending at verse 22. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. And the word of God reads. Proverbs. Chapter 4 beginning at verse 20. My son. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You may be seated. I want to begin at verse 22, and I'm going to work my way back up to verse 20, because I believe um, the majority of us need some life from this word. But we have to let you know how to get this life. And he says that the word of God, this is what it's saying, for For they are life unto those that find them. This is the word of God. So the word of God has to be found. And we find that in Jesus. So if you are born again and if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, guess what? You have life on the inside of you. Jesus is the word. He is the life. So if we have him, if you're born again, 
you have life on the inside of you. That life is in your spirit. But this is what he's saying today. I want to be released out of you. You have life in you. He said, I want to be released out of you. We're holding that life in us because we don't know about his life. We don't know what he represents. We don't know what the word represents. When you know what the word represents, everywhere the soles of your feet shall tread, you should be possessing that land. Wherever you go, the life of God is supposed to come out of you in the midst of a dead situation. Because his life is his word. God said, I want to be released through you. I'm tired of being shut up with things going on around you. You should be opening your mouth and allowing life to come out of you in the midst of a dead situation. What am I talking about? In the midst of COVID-19, you should be speaking life. When they're speaking death, when you begin to speak life, guess what? It's released out of you and it overpowers death. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Life have to overpower death. And if you got life in you and death is spoken all around you, you don't accept that because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. See, a carnally minded Christian, which is fleshly minded, they're not going to look at it the way you look at it, even though they're saved. Why? Because they're not going into the word of God and receiving the life of God that comes through the word of God. Jesus said in John 14, he said, I am the way, not only the way, but I am the truth and I am the life. And the only way you can get to the Father is by me. So we have gotten to the Father through Jesus Christ because he is the way to the Father. He's the one that holds truth for you to get to the Father. And he is life. So you have way, truth, and life all bottled up in one. And he said, if you have all of this, why are you so fearful? The reason why we're so fearful because we don't know what we have. See, the world know what they have. The world know they have COVID-19. But God said before COVID-19 hit here, I had already defeated COVID-19 because COVID-19 was darkness. He said, I am light. So just because darkness pop up, light's supposed to overcome the darkness. How do you overcome darkness? Through speaking truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So if we know who we are, we don't deny what's upon the land, but we understand that we have life. That life is in you. It is in your spirit. You got to grab hold to what you have in him. He said in him you live, in him you move, in him you have your being. It is in him, not in you. Everything that you need is in him. So Jesus said, I am the life. When we look at this, Jesus was telling them in John, the sixth chapter, when he was telling them they were following Jesus. Come on, I'm going to go somewhere. Some of us, we're following Jesus, but we're following him because of what he have or because of what we can get. Because he had just performed a miracle with the loaves of bread and man, they was after Jesus. They was following him so hard. And when they got to Jesus, Jesus said, you didn't follow me because you really want what I have. You followed me because of the miracle. 
you follow me because of the bread. He said, but you got to understand, I am the bread of life. He said, you got to understand when you accept this bread that comes from me, not because of what your belly's got. See, some of us are following things because of, you know, when we get hungry, we got to go in the grocery store. I don't care what they say. I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to fold up. I'm going to do everything I got to do. Even if you got to tell your husband, roll me up in the bowl and roll me down the Pepsi aisle. And when I get the Pepsi, I'm going to roll back up and I'm going to roll my way to the counter, pay for the Pepsi and roll up out of there. Come on, somebody. You going to get what you want. And we should be coming together so much that when people walk in this house, that they see and they feel the power of God so much that change come. But we're so quick to say, when I go in the grocery store, it's going to be quick. We got to be quick. Don't stay in there talking. Just get what you got to do. Don't you know you stand in line six feet apart and you waiting. I remember me and my husband went to Best Buy and we had to stand in line. We was getting our phone fit. Y'all, this was so funny. This was so funny. We standing in line and me and my husband waiting. All of a sudden, my husband had to sneeze. <laughs> Man behind him, he goes, oh, I said, why did you have to do that? Not on my behalf, but I knew that man behind I'm saying, oh, Lord, they're going to lock us up because you sneezed. <laughs> he said, man, I just had to. <laughs> so this is what people do. I can see that man right now all in his head. What in the world he up in this line for? <laughs> Sneezing is normal. Just don't sneeze on me, all right? I'm playing. But this is normal. But now, since COVID has come, you better not sneeze and wipe your nose or pick your nose around nobody. You better not. They'll shoot you dead. (laughs) You die before your time. But when we know we have life on the inside of us, this life that he has given us is the life that comes from God himself, and there is no death in that. This life that he gives us is eternal life. It lives on and on. Even when you die, you're still living. Come on, that's some good life, isn't it? So this is what Jesus was bringing. He said, I'm going to bring you some life here. But they were following him because of their bellies. They were following him because of the miracle of what Jesus could give them. Jesus said, you need to be accepting me. This is what he was saying. You got to eat of my flesh. You got to drink of my blood. They're like, he done gone crazy. If you think I'm going to eat you and then drink your blood, and I know that's against the law of God, this man gone crazy. See, they could not understand spiritual things. So when Jesus taught this, Jesus began to say, this life is not only in me, it's in the Father. He said, I'm giving you what the Father gave me. And But they didn't want to accept. Then guess what? His followers, because they didn't understand him, They left him. Then it was the 12 that was following him. He said, are you going to leave me too? So this is what I'm going to ask Miracle Temple. Sometimes I may talk a little crazy. Sometimes you may not have gotten there yet. You going to leave too? And this is what Peter uh, Peter said. He said, no. Why should we leave you when you have the words? 
You better know who have the word of life. See, some of us, we can internet, internet search. This is what people have been doing since live has been coming on. You've been having a choice if you want to hear Apostle Amanda, if you want to hear Bill Wilson. You got a choice of who you want to hear. You can turn me off and you can hear them. But when you have to come back up in here and when you need help in marriage, when you need help, when a funeral and praise God, we don't die before our time, you got to come before me. Not unless you're going to fly out there where he is. Everybody's listening to whom they want to listen to, but do you know what truth is? If you don't know what truth is, you can have false teachers and false prophets out there because you have not been in the truth to know the truth, to be free from the truth. You just like what you hear, so you taking it and you making a joyful noise, but I'm going to break that down for you today. So we see that Jesus is what? That life. He is life. He is the word of God. But some of them would not accept that life. So then he began to say again in in St. John, the sixth chapter. He said, the spirit quickens. The spirit quickens. That means make alive. Understand what the word of God is saying. The flesh profits you nothing. Can I tell y'all? The flesh can't help you. Flesh cannot help you. Flesh can't even help itself. That's why Jesus had to die so you can get a quickening spirit to quicken your mortal body. Because your flesh can't do nothing for you. And we're depending on the arms of the flesh. When you're depending on the arms of the flesh, you're not trusting in the spirit of the living God. So this is what was happening. He said that the, the spirit quickens. The flesh profit you nothing. Listen what he's saying. The words that I speak unto you. The words I'm speaking right now. He said they are spirit and they are life. Why are the words of God spirit and life? Because he is a spirit. And when the breath of God, which represent the spirit of God, come, come out of your mouth with the words of God, it is spirit and it's life. And it's bringing life to you. Because when you go back to Genesis, we see how when God formed Adam from the dust of the ground, it was just a body. It was just flesh. It was just a body laying there. But life had to come to that body. So what did God do? God said the only way life can come to you, if I breathe the spirit of life into you, then that body is going to become a living soul. Without my spirit, you are dead. So when he breathed into that body, the body became a living soul and he took that body, put that body in the garden of Eden. He said, now that you are spirit, soul and body, this is what I want you to do in this garden. And then he turned over authority to Adam. He said, now you name the animals. He had to speak out of his mouth. And as he spoke out of his mouth, guess what? There was life coming through Adam's mouth because it was the breath of God. Every time you begin to speak, it is the breath of God. It is the life of God coming out of your mouth. This is why you have to watch your words. Your words have power. The enemy knows this. So he said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. And then the Bible says that the word became flesh. Man, can you imagine Everything that's written, apostle, became flesh and dwelled among us. 
But when the word became flesh, there had to be some power coming behind that word that became flesh. He could not just speak the word without demonstration coming from the word of God. Anytime you speak the word of God, you should know that there's going to be some power released from the word of God to do what you can't do, but to do what the word of God says. So Jesus, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. So everything that popped up in the world that was not like God creation, the word, which is Jesus, began to speak those things that be not as though they were. He said, I only speak according to the way the Father speak. I see what he see and I do what he do. Nothing that I do is outside of the Father. And nothing that we do should be outside of Jesus. Because he is that bread. So Jesus went on to say, he had to show them the word. He is the word. So how did this happen? Let's look back at Lazarus. What happened with Lazarus? Lazarus died. Y'all, he was dead. Jesus said, you know, let's go to Lazarus so Lazarus can rise. They were saying, okay. Jesus knew Lazarus gone. He just dead. So Jesus waited. It don't matter when the words show up, there's going to be a quickening. There's going to be life. It don't matter how long that situation in your life been dead. When the word of God come in on the scene, it's going to quicken that deadness that's in your life. See, this is why when people begin to speak negative and they begin to speak against you, whatever word you have in your belly, when you begin to open your mouth, it's going to overpower those negative words. It's going to shut those words down. So Jesus, when he came to Lazarus, y'all know they were upset. If you had a been here, thank God he know who he is. If you had a been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus began to minister to her. And Jesus let her know that he's going to rise. And she said, yes, on the day of resurrection, yes, he is going to rise. Jesus said, I am. See, he had to let her know who he was. He said, I am. The resurrection and the life. I want to ask you, who are you today? Who are you today? See, somebody may call you by your name, but that's not who you really are. You got to be who you are in him. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though he was dead, yet he shall live. He knew who he was, so he was speaking life. And what he had to do was show them. He had to prove to them. He already knew. That's why he was praying to the Father. He said, because of these people, not because of me, Father. These people need to know that I am the resurrection and the life. These people need to know that when I speak the word, that death cannot overpower your word. And that's why he said, move the stone. So they had to obey the word. That's what God is saying. You got to obey what the word is saying. The word is not going to fail, y'all. God, there's no failure in this word. I may not, you may not do what the word is saying, but he said, my word still ain't going to fail. There is no failure in God, y'all. The failure comes from us, not God. If God said it, it's already written what he said. He's not going to change his mind. The word is going to stay the same outside of how we feel. So he called Lazarus forth. He said, what did he say? Loose him. Death couldn't hold him no more. Why? Because life was there. So we understand that scripture when it says that his word is life unto those 
that find it. Y'all understand how you got to break it down. His word is life, y'all. There is no darkness in him. He is light. And because he is light, we are the light of the world because of him. We should be like a city that's sitting, what, on a hill for the whole world to see. We're supposed to bring light in the midst of darkness. And we're supposed to let them know who he is through us. He's the resurrection and the life. So as we going through this, looking at life, and guess what life is going to do, y'all? It's going to bring health, medicine to your whole being. Your whole, it's not going to miss nothing. That's why you got to get the first part. His words is life unto those that find them. Have you found them? Yeah. If you're born again, you found Jesus, but you still don't know about the life that's coming from him. When you know you have life on the inside of you, this is what you do. I'm going back somewhere. We're going to reminisce. There was a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 long years. She suffered for 12 long years. She was constantly bleeding for 12 long years. Spent all that she had. I want to ask y'all something. Why is it we got to spend everything we have until we come to the conclusion that Jesus is everything we need. I'm going to say it again. Why do we have to spend everything we have to come to the conclusion that Jesus is everything we need? She spent everything she had, gave all her money to her physician, everything she had, y'all. There was nothing left. She probably was getting rid of everything just to go to the physician, but had the same problem. But the Bible says, when she heard, when she heard, we need to hear. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. But there's a problem with hearing. Some of us hear, but we're not hearing. Why are we not hearing? Because our heart has become hardened. See, I'm speaking to you right now. But some of y'all have been so hardened by COVID-19. Some of you have been so hardened through what you've been hearing through news, through what you've been hearing through family, even though the word of life, I see it. I'm seeing a ping pong table. I'm hitting you with some life and it's coming back. I'm hitting you with some life and it's coming. We're playing ping pong. This is what I see in the church. We're playing ping pong. Why am I playing ping pong with you? Because you've been so indoctrinated with what Facebook is having. you being so indoctrinated with what the news is saying. Even though I'm giving you life, life cannot hit you the way it needs to hit you because of what you've been indoctrinated with. So this is what was happening here. This woman said enough. You got to say to yourself, enough. We got to understand that things are going to come at us, y'all. Don't think that things are not going to come. Y'all, it's proven. Read your word. This is nothing unusual. Y'all, this ain't the only thing that's coming upon the land. Come on, if you're still here, it's going to be more pandemics. It's going to be more disasters. It's going to be more things that hit. Guess what? We will be shaken, but we shouldn't be moved. It's going to happen as long as you on this earth. And I was asking, God is just so good. I said, God, come on now. 
Let, let's talk about this a little bit. I got to take this off my clothes. The Holy Spirit had my hand to hit it. Anyway, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, things are going to come upon the land. So, y'all, it's good to have conversations with God. How many have conversations with God? But in having your conversations, do you listen? Or do you talk over God? You don't give him time to talk. Y'all, when he's talking back at you, you just being still and letting him be God, right? So I'm sitting there, I said, God, I, I just need to know, like I didn't know, but I love having conversations with Daddy God. I said, God, I said, all of these preachers I'm hearing about dying during this, ep- this pandemic. I'm hearing about preachers dying. I'm hearing about Christian folks dying. I'm hearing about all these people dying. I said, God, we're saints. You're our strong tower. And you know what? He said, some people don't know. Some people really don't know. They're speaking it, but they don't know. So they're speaking, but yet they're not believing. But then he told me, he said, He had me to back up, y'all. I went on back. He took me right back to Exodus. He said, remember in Exodus, he said, when I bought my people from Canaan, there was a famine in the land that I I promised them. Y'all get it? It was a famine in that land of Canaan. God was making promises to them, but it was a famine. But then God said he was going to have them to go to Egypt. But guess how they had to get to Egypt? Joseph was a good boy. He was raised the right way. His brothers hated him because they thought that the daddy loved him more than them. But Joseph was the promise seed. Joseph was the one that God was going to use. So Joseph had to go through to save somebody just like Jesus. So when I looked at Joseph's life, God said, even though that Joseph went through, even though it started with his family, he ended up in a pit. He said, even though he was in a pit and there was darkness, he said, what I had already give, gave Joseph brought light in the pit. He come out of the pit. He was sold. He said, this was part of my plan. He said, even though he was sold to Potiphar and it looked like he was living a good life, which he was because God had favor upon him, even being like in a prison when the wife lied on him and they threw him in prison. God said he was in a dark place, but I brought light in the prison through Joseph and Joseph ended up running that dark place, bringing light. And then God said, y'all pay attention now. His dad is still in Canaan. There's a famine in Canaan. But Joseph was over there in Egypt. Now Joseph is going to the palace. Joseph end up in the palace. His brothers, the same ones that done him wrong, they coming to him for help. Y'all know where I'm going. And guess what? Joseph end up bringing his brothers out of the famine, his family, his people. Wasn't only his daddy, wasn't only his brothers, but it was the whole clan. He brought him on out. But guess what? God had a plan. God said, we're going to set you up in Goshen. We're going to leave them in Egypt, even though that Egypt and Goshen comes together. It's in the world. But I'm setting you apart. What am I saying? Even though you're in the world, you're not of the world. You don't do what the world does. They were set apart for God's glory. So when God was sending those plagues, the plagues did not touch them because they were God's people. They were God's people. 
And guess what God was doing? God was saying, I'm going to show you through all of these plagues that I'm the most high God. I'm El El Yon because every plague represented their God. He was showing them, I'm going to show you that you got little gods. They ain't got nothing on me. When he got to the tenth plague, he used that plague because God said, you saying that this God is going to protect your firstborn. I'm going to show you that I'm God. So he bought them out, didn't he? He bought them all the way out. Guess what? He had a deliverer. His name was Moses. Jesus is our deliverer. He bought us all the way out of the world. But let me tell you something. He bought us out of the world. But guess what? Some world is still in us. Because everything they went through, God showed them his life. But guess what? They accepted it when they saw it. But when they couldn't see God perform, they went back to Egypt. This is where we're going. When we're praying and when we're seeking something from God, when we don't see it in the natural, we go back to the world and we see what the world can do about it. But God said, I want you to stand on what I said. The world will fail you. Put no trust in man because man will fail you. Man don't know like God know. God created man. His word is life, y'all. And he want us to take that word like medicine. We have to take it like medicine. This is why he said, my words are life unto those that find them. And it's wholeness, it's medicine to all flesh. Can I tell you somebody, never seen nobody. Some people might. A doctor give you prescription. And they say, I want you to take this three times a day. They're giving you the prescription. They're telling you to take it. Some of us don't even look at the side effects. We just trust what man say. You take this, you're going to get over what you got. You're tired of being in pain, so you're going to do what they say. You ain't looking at how it's going to affect you. You ain't looking at how it's going to cripple you, blind you, nothing. You ain't looked at nothing. Only thing you looked at was that bottle that tell you when to take it. And when you in the midst of something, hold on. On a minute. Okay. How often? How often do we take this word in a time of trouble? How often do we go in here and look at what's written and say, I need to take it. I need to take it. I need to take it. You can overdose. You can overdose. And not die. (laughs) You can overdose and not die. You can still live off of this. You can overdose and not die. Because the life that's in you lives forever. I love overdosing on it. Let me tell y'all how I know when I really overdose. When I can put up with some of y'all. I had a big dose. When I can stay in my place when somebody curse me out in the congregation. When somebody talk about me and love me in the congregation. I know I'm taking a big dose because I can love you with the love of God. How many overdose on that? Because if you still taking offense, you need to say, excuse me. I need to go commit suicide through the word. Mm-hmm. I need to go get me another dose of that. 
I need to get drunk. Excuse me, I need to go get drunk. Have we ever thought about it like that? I need to get drunk because I'm feeling some stuff. And it ain't feeling right good. And I know it ain't God. I know this ain't God because God don't want to knock you out. Right now, God don't want to kill you because he ain't no murderer. So I know I need a dose. Y'all, I need a dose. Married people, we need some double dosing. Nobody can make you mad like you mate, right? Nobody can make you mad like that boyfriend, girlfriend. You know, you can talk about them. But let me tell you what's so funny. Somebody can call you and they can talk about they mate like a dog. Soon as you bring in correction on that, well, let me tell you now, they ain't got... they were the worst person ever. But soon as you bring correction, now wait, I can talk about, them, but you ain't gonna be talking about them right now. Now I'm coming to you about them, but you can't. Well, what you come to me for? And then some of them can hate them so much, they want you to kill them with them. But when you go into this life, y'all, when you go into life from the word, you ain't trying to get nothing else to compare to it. Nothing else compared to what's in this Bible. Nothing else can compare to what's in the word of God. What's written. We got to stick to what's written. And like I said, things are going to come upon the land. It came with Joseph. It came when they went into Egypt. God had the audacity, come on now, to tell Abraham they're going to be in bondage for... God, why you want to tell me something like that? They're going to be in bondage for 400 and some years. But then he said, but I'm going to bring them out. God, 400 and some... But in those 400 and some years, y'all, God was right there with them. He was right in the midst of them. Even when they went in Babylon, come on and read your word. I'm trying to give you some stuff. When they went in Babylon, God was still there with them. God said, you put yourself in captivity. He said, but now that you're in captivity, he said, build houses. He said, vineyards. Come on, grow them vineyards. And he said, you know what I want you to do while you're in captivity? Increase. Be fruitful and multiply. And he said, and be in peace. He said, you're going to have peace. So even in Babylon, God was showing itself. So what am I saying? Things are going to pop up on this earth. But we got to show them his glory. We got to show them who we belong to. Not trying to do it, but living a life. Not trying to prove, I ain't going to get this and I ain't going to get that. And talking about what you ain't going to get. Just live your life. And then people are going to ask you, well, why this don't never happen to you? Why that don't never happen to you? Things do come knocking at my door. But I say, uh-uh, you ain't coming up in here. Uh-uh, I don't receive that up in here. Don't think things don't knock on our door. But I say, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Because guess what? God has given us authority. He's given us right. He's given us power. And when we know what we have, we can say, hello, who's there? No, you can't come up in here. You're not invited up in here. Come on, sometimes you got to talk to yourself. 
So we see in Babylon what was happening to them in Babylon. But God still encouraged them. And guess what God did? He's so loving. I don't care what place they were in. God had somebody up in there to bring the word. He did, y'all. But it was one time he cut it off. Because they didn't want to hear it. And then Samuel had to be the one to hear God again. God had to have somebody that would hear him and obey him. So go through the word of God. Trouble do come. Doesn't it? But we can live through it. We can live through it. Don't think things are not going to come to your um, house. As daddy would always tell us, it's a daily walk. I said, oh, Jesus, it's a daily walk. The word will draw you or drive you. That's what he would always say. And I'm seeing more people being driven away than drawn. Because some people ain't ready for this life. They're ready for what the world has to offer them. See, it's rich folks now. Some of them, they're depleting their money. They got to go out and make some more movies. They got to go out and do some things to get some more money in their house. But see, while all of this is going on, we need to be telling them about the goodness of Jesus. See, we don't supposed to be missing nothing because he is who? Jehovah Shalom. He is peace. And in him is everything. We're supposed to have more than enough because everywhere God's people went, they had what they needed. Look at Jacob. Look at Isaac. Isaac prospered in a land that had famine. He didn't go. God told him where to go. And he went there and he prospered. And they was looking at Isaac like he digging wells and he prospering with every well that he built, dug out. That's how it's supposed to be for us. Why? Because he had the word of life. God is life and God's going to show himself wherever you go. God is going to show himself strong. He's going to show himself mighty because he is God. God wants us as his people. We are the carriers of the word of God. We are ambassadors. We are citizens of the kingdom. We're supposed to be bringing the kingdom down here to earth. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let his kingdom come. His will be done. What? On earth as it is in heaven. If you don't know what heaven is doing, it ain't going to happen here on earth. Quit begging God. And God said, I have turned it over to you whatever you bind whatever you forbid on earth he said I'm going to forbid it in heaven as long as it's lining up with my word whatever you loose on earth he said that's when I'm going to loose in heaven I don't move until you move because I already moved through my son and as I recall Jesus is sitting down on the right hand of the father but as he's sitting, I'm sitting. And we above. We looking down. God is above principalities. He's above powers. Wickedness in high places. Of darkness. He's a, y'all, he's high. And he's lifted up. See, when Isaiah saw him, he saw him high. And lift it up. And when he come through the temple, his robe filled it. And that's when Isaiah saw himself. When he saw the glory of God. And that's when he said, send me. When he, them hot coals from that sacrifice touched the tongue. Now he was ready to say, send me, I'll go. He was ready then. See, when we get 
in the presence of God, guess what we experience? Life. When you go into the word of God, life. We want life from that word. We want life from that word. So that woman with the issue of blood, she heard about Jesus. But guess what? When she heard, the Bible says that she said within, if I, if I could just touch the hem of his, she didn't say nobody else's, of his garment, I shall be made whole. She made up her mind. I don't care about my issue. I don't care what people think about me. I'm oppressed. She had to press. It was a crowd. So she had to go through that crowd with her issue. Sometimes we got to press through our situations to get to this word. When you're hurting, you got to press through your hurt to get in the word. Because you know if I can get to the word, I'm going to have some life. I'm going to have what he says that I can have. So she pressed, she pressed, she pressed. And when she got to him, she grabbed hold. But it was something she had to do. She had to get over her. And she had to focus on him. You got to get over you. You got to get over who hurts you. You got to get over how you feel. You got to get over what man is saying. And you got to say, I understand what man is saying. But this is what God is saying to me. God is not going to put you in harm's way. That's not God. God does not bring death. He brings life. Think about this, y'all. When flu was out, all that was out, they had it on the news how it was killing everybody. All the deaths of flu, everybody going about their business, ain't shut nothing down. Now they say this is a different thing that's going on. And this is what the Lord was telling me one day. He said, the thing that you talk about the most, wherever you are, is what you bring in your atmosphere. So if you're on your job talking about COVID-19, you're bringing COVID-19 in your building. Wherever COVID-19 is or whoever it can hit, it's coming to you. But if you're speaking life in your building, COVID-19 is getting healed before it hits your building. If you're speaking life on your job, you speaking life on your job and you're speaking it not out of fear, but you're speaking it out of faith. Guess what? You are surrounded because the Bible said no evil shall befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. For God has given his angels charge over you to keep you, to guard you in all your ways. Why? Because you're dwelling in the secret place of the most high. You're abiding up under the shadows of the almighty. You will say unto the Lord that he is my refuge. He is my fortress. And in God I shall trust. And because I'm trusting God, because he's in me and I'm in him, that's why no evil shall befall me. A thousand shall die on the left hand. Guess what? And then 10,000 on the right hand. But it shall not come nigh me. Come on, you watching death. But it's not coming nigh you. Because you got life and life and light and darkness. Don't mix. Ask your neighbor, say, who you been with? Now ask him, who you with? Say, who you sleeping with at night? For as a man thinketh in his 
heart. So is he. So does he become. Let me break something down for you. Spirit, soul, body. The spirit is the real you. That's the part of you that cannot be, be, cannot be touched. Because it's sealed until the day of redemption. The enemy know he can't get your spirit. But he know he can get your mind, your will, and your emotions. If he gets your mind, will, and your emotions, your body is going to follow. Even though you have life over here in your spirit, you're not touching that life. You're going on what the world is saying. So the body is fulfilling what the world is saying because of what you put in your mind. Let me give you something. If you're in the spirit, God has given us immune systems. Y'all, did y'all know y'all have an immune system? God is so good. He gave you an immune system so you can walk around and not be affected by things because of your immune system. God gave that to you. Your immune system is supposed to rise up and fight off things that are coming. The reason why your immune system don't fight off things that are coming, because if we're eating all kind of junk food, sodas and everything, then that soulless part, that immune system cannot fight like it need to fight. So you're subject to those things. Amen. Another way your immune system dies out is when you're stressed out, when you're in fear, even though you're eating right, but you're fearful, your immune system is not strong as it need to be. But let me tell you where God has helped all of that. Because he knows some of y'all are going to keep eating your pork chop when you don't supposed to. He knows you're going to keep doing all of those things. But then God said, I want you to grab hold to me in the spirit. And what you begin to do to grab hold to me in the spirit, you begin to speak in some tongues. And as you begin to speak in a heavenly language, those tongues are building you up. And as they are building you up, guess what? It's coming through your body. And whatever's trying to attack your body. Can't land on you because you're speaking in your heavenly language. Your heavenly language boosts up your immune system. Your thinking changes your immune system. It weakens your immune. Y'all better catch hold. If you in your home locked up for 24-7 thinking about COVID-19, it's coming at you. And you don't even have to go to the grocery store. You don't even have to go to work. And they'll say, come on, I'm going to prove it to you. Some people are saying, I ain't even been nowhere and got it. Because they're thinking, brought it to the house. I ain't been nowhere. I've been in my, matter of fact, I've been wearing masks. And they told me I had it. Then you have some that go to the hospital and they say, uh, we are... Uh, you got COVID-19, but you ain't showing no symptoms of having COVID-19. How you feeling? I feel right good. But you ain't showing no symptoms of COVID-19. But the tests say you have COVID-19. We're going to send you home, stay in quarantine for 14 days. That's all we can tell you. They're sending people home for 14 days, shutting them off with no medication. Drink plenty of fluids. They ain't giving you nothing. 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 Get your mind right. Nothing. They're shutting you off. Don't come out after 14 days. I tell you what. I love this, this lady, Apostle, share her with me all the time. 
Miss Curry. And I always ask the apostle how Miss Curry is doing. Now, this is so funny. Please give apostle the mic. Because I want y'all to hear what she said. This, this lady, she's in a nursing home. I want y'all to hear this. Uh, Miss Curtis, she lives in a nursing home. And um, we talk almost every day. And so, you know, they shut the nursing homes up. Nobody can visit, nothing like that. And there were a lot of residents getting um, COVID-19. And she called me. She said, they say I got the COVID-19. And I told them the devil is a liar. I ain't got no COVID-19. And she tested. They said she tested positive for it. She never got a fever. She never got a cough. She never got shortness of breath. Nothing because she said, I stand on the word. And every day she, I would talk to her. I said, how you doing, Miss Curry? She said, I'm doing fine. How you doing? I said, I'm doing great. She said, we standing on Psalms 91 and I thoroughly believe what I'm standing on. That I don't have that. They came back and tested her about seven days later and they came back that she didn't have it. And then she told the nurse, she said, I told you I ain't had no COVID, but you want me to have it. And God said, I can't get it so I'm just saying you know and she was saying the devil is a lie I don't have it I don't have it I don't have it she never got any symptoms she never got any other stuff and was in the room with someone that had it now tell but, me what she called that name again what did she call that name oh the cova uh -huh, but she called it something else I don't remember what she called it but when apostle told me I, she didn't he call it cova yeah Oh, the Coronas. She said, I don't have the Coronas. She said, she didn't have the Coronas. So what am I telling y'all? What I'm telling y'all is, yes, this is what they're saying. But we're carrying life. Understand, y'all, we have resurrection power on the inside of us. Let me finish with the woman with the issue of blood. Let me tell you what happened. Y'all know what happened. She touched Jesus' garment, right? And when she touched it, wholeness. Remember, the words, his words is life to those that did she find them. She found that life. She grabbed hold to that life. And it healed her whole body, right? But guess what Jesus said? Who touched me? They said, come on now, master, come on. All these people around you, and you're going to ask who touched you? Guess why he asked? Because he knew it was a touch of faith. But I want to show y'all something. What happened was, when she touched him, how did Jesus know? He felt the life of God that was in him come through him. And he knew it was released. This is what's supposed to happen to you. You don't need nobody as believers to lay hands on you. You lay hands on the sick. And if something come on you, the life of God that's in you, you're supposed to allow it to come through you. And it's supposed to touch you where you hurt. Because you got life in you. So when you speak in the word of God, when you say, body, I command you to be healed in Jesus' name. The life of God is going to come through you and it's going to heal you. Our job is to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So if you get sick, say, all right, I'm going to lay hands. Because see, I got the life of God in me. 
Jesus allowed the life of God to come out of him. So when it happened with that woman with the issue of blood, people was following him and thronging at him, pulling on him. And it said that virtue come out of him and healed all. Oh, you got some virtue in you. You got enough to heal a nation. And the only thing you got to do is open your mouth and speak the word of God over the nation and say it's already done because it's been spoken. It's already done because God said it's done. You can reach them where they're at because the Bible said he sent his word and it healed them. And it delivered them from the, it healed and delivered them from their destruction. You got to send the word. God is in heaven. You're down here on earth, but heaven is in you. He made it possible. For him to live in you through his son. He said, so greater works you shall do. What are those greater works? Jesus was one man. He said, I need things to be done here on earth through you. I was only one person. That's why he started off with those apostles. And those apostles was making disciples. Then there go the elders. There go the pastors. There go the teachers. Why? Because he needed everybody to do what he was doing. So it's greater now. It's greater. It's going out everywhere. So I'm telling you, you have the life of God in you. You got to bring it out of you. And the reason why you don't bring it out of you, we're going to go over that next Sunday. I want you to keep what you got. And I want you to live off of it. I want you to allow it to marinate in your life. I want you to take the word of God and say, God, I'm taking this in for myself because I found out that it's life unto me. And I have found it. Now it's going to be help to all my flesh and allow the word of God to come alive in your life. How you expect it to come alive in somebody else's life and you haven't even allowed it to come alive in your life. Y'all, it's time for us to stand doing all. We must stand. And right now, I'm going to tell you, when they do open everything up fully, you're going to have people so messed up in their mind that they don't want to do what they used to do. Some things they don't need to be doing anyway. But what I'm saying is, coming to church, gathering together, you're going to find people that's going to say, I'll watch at home. I'll do this or I'll do that. Because after 21 days, your mind shifts. It take a turn from what you used to do. But guess what they do? Think about it. They're opening up daycares. Full capacity. You can bring kids back in daycare now. Is that right, Renee? Some never stop. And guess what I get? Parents send their children to daycare, but don't want to send them to church. Light bulb, door. Send them to daycare, but don't want to send them to church. Mm-hmm. Let them play around other kids. Eat around other kids. Don't want to send them to church. Y'all, we got to think. We got to think according to the world, the word and not according to the world. And wherever you are, that's where you are. Nobody is not in the same place even though you save. It's how much time you have spent in the word of God. The more time you spend in the word of God, you're not paying attention to what everybody else doing. You're going on about your business like you already have, and you ain't thinking about COVID following you and you, and you running. That's why you see people running up down these aisles. They're scared somebody going to touch them. Come here. They come here. That's what it is. People come out the bathroom and they look at you. Let me zip this up. What you say? Eh? You know you heard what they said. 
But this is what we do. Brother Willie back there just laughing. I'm going to call Brother Willie Lysol man. No, Brother Willie was following the procedures like he's supposed to. He do what he's told to do, and we're supposed to be obedient, right? If we have to kill him with the can, we're going to be obedient. (laughs) But that's what we do. We honor God in everything that we do. Amen? We put him, y'all, we have a loving father. And if we know how much he loves us, and he gave us all of these promises, do you think he's going to let us die before our time, not lest we choose to? He said, I gave you everything. I can't give you nothing else. Only thing I need for you to do is believe in what I have given you. Why is it so quick, y'all, for us? Y'all, this is what's happening. People waiting on Governor Cooper to say, you're free. You're free as birds. Our statistics say you're free. That's what they say. They say you're free. So everybody go back to their normal lives because man say you're free. You were free before this come. Because the Bible say whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I ain't never seen so many people walk so much in my life. Everybody walking with bottles around everywhere you see people walking through the woods walking, bicycling, doing everything they can do. Walk, walk. I said, what? No, this is like a circus. So one day I went on meal walk and I was going to walk just four times around the courthouse. You know what my daughter and my husband done to me? I'm taking That was my mindset. My friend came and I said, come on, walk with us. I ain't got number two more laps. Oh, this man here had the audacity to say, which way you go walking? She said, well, I go all the way around the graveyard and I come out by the library. And in my mind, I'm saying, and the devil is a lie. I ain't say nothing. You know how we smile. Like, devil is a lie. That's you. He say, come on, Amanda. He go, area. Come on, mama. Let's go walk with her. Okay. But I made up my mind. I got a stopping point, y'all. Come on, Amanda. You can do it. I said, okay. Y'all, I was making it. Then I saw they had to go through the woods. Y'all know them trails through them woods? I said, I stopped right here. Y'all go ahead. I'm going to find my way back to this car. Matter of fact, I believe I can walk home from here. I made up my mind. I was going to walk home from where I was. Come on, you can do it. Guess how I done it, y'all? This is no lie. I got my mind back on Jesus. I talked to that girl and I walked how many miles? Three and a half miles. The word did it. The life of God that was in me did it. But when I got out that car and the life of God was gone, I felt like a drunk woman. I said, I'm going to lay down. But I made it with the life of God. What am I telling you? This word will keep you. This word will help you stay so focused you don't realize you don't walk about four miles. I ran my mouth about Jesus and God was giving me so much revelation to give her. I forgot about where I was. Y'all get some. Get some. Get so intimate with this word. It don't matter what people say about you. It don't matter what it look like, what it sound like. And when something pop up, you say, all right, Holy Spirit, remind me. Bring the word to my remembrance. I need some help right now. The word will do it, y'all. I'm not going to lie to you. 
The word is your lifeline. He said, I'm the vine. You're the branches. Without me, y'all grab hold. We're nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And he said, because of this word, that's why you're clean. It's the word, y'all. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead with um, any new announcements, Athea? No new announcements except we, Gloria, come on. We have some announcements. After the announcement, tithes and offerings, we will close um, after tithes and offerings. Amen. They're going to walk around with the tithes and offering um, for you to pay your tithes and offerings. The deacons are. Amen. That's what she was going to tell you. So we have the deacons to come up at this time. Do we have any visitors that would like to stand at this time? You can stand. Carlson, can you hand her the mic, please? Just one second. Hallelujah.